0: Welcome to Life Solved, the research podcast from the University of Portsmouth, where we explore how breakthroughs here are changing our world today and in the future. This time we explore female biomechanics and how the support women's bodies need should be influencing the design of what they wear especially in the world of sport. Sadly, research into the requirements of female athletes has lagged behind their male counterparts for many reasons over the years. Today, we meet Dr. Jenny Burbage.
1: We're effectively trying to get the mechanics applied to the body. So we are interested in motion, we're interested in forces and in a sports context it's all about technique and trying to improve performance whilst also reducing the risk of injury for our participants. So it's quite a broad field biomechanics generally but it really does apply in lots of everyday situations in terms of how we are moving and making sure that we aren't putting ourselves at any great risk of injury.
0: Jenny's been leading breakthrough research and innovation in the field of breast biomechanics and breast health at the University of Portsmouth. And as we'll find out in this episode, she has already done much, not just for everyday health and well-being, but also changed the game for women in sport. With her interest in overall breast health, Jenny is keen to encourage every woman to wear a well-fitting bra but especially for those taking part in sport. Even that isn't as simple as it might sound.
1: I think what interests me a lot or well, two things. One is a lack of education and just how even now we're finding that many women are not well equipped to be able to understand how a bra should fit, for example, not having that kind of knowledge and not maybe understanding about functional breast support requirements. So, actually, that certain activities will require different bras and, and what types of bras they should be looking for in which kind of situation. I just feel like there is that lack of education and there's a lot we can do to help raise awareness of some important issues and also just general breast health issues such as experiencing breast pain and whether that's on a monthly cycle or whether that's intermittent pain or just pain when you exercise. This is a an issue that affects a lot of women. We've found that in the general population and specific populations. And we know that a good bra can help to alleviate some of those issues. So this is also about improving health generally for females.
0: And Jenny points out that there are many differences in products and brands along with different sizing systems that can lead to confusion at best and years of suffering a poor fitted bra at worst.
1: There's no such thing as really being one absolute size because all brands and manufacturers use different sizing systems anyway. So you go into one store and even within the same store across different ranges, you're going to be a different size. We've had women who refuse to kind of admit or think that they could actually be a larger cup size. So anything in their mind, maybe above a C or a D, oh gosh, now I can't be that big. And it's like, we haven't changed. You're the same person as you were five minutes ago. I'm just saying that your bra needs to be a couple of sizes above that to fit well and there's almost a kind of a block and saying oh I can't be that size and actually we're trying to move women away from being hung up on an absolute size and just think it just needs to fit well so let's go through some fit criteria and have a bra that fits and it doesn't matter what size it is.
0: Aside from the overall fit the activity that it's worn for should also be taken into account and as the research shows different sports require different solutions with one particularly important example.
1: I think horse riders are quite a unique population it's a different kind of sport I suppose because actually it attracts a lot of women who maybe aren't in mainstream sports and we also have a kind of wider array of ages and weights as well in in terms of, of women involved so we actually found compared to other athletic populations that Maybe the bra size is slightly larger than it would be in, say, a recreational running population. And the horse riding wasn't actually viewed as being a sport to a lot of those women. It was a pastime. They get on their horse and they will go off on their ride a few times a week and actually kind of put up with a lot of pain and discomfort and movement because they're not really viewing it as being a sport. So we just got some quite different data. It was quite nice. So we just wanted to really dig into saying, well, why? And also most of our research from our group over the past sort of 15 years or so has been based on running and actually horse riding with the cantering and the trotting and the walking, very different from a biomechanics perspective, the body is moving very differently and we wanted to understand how that might affect breast movement and therefore would that lead to different support requirements for that population. I think we really found from that study there was horse riders crying out for different bras and, you know, in some areas it's quite tricky because say for dressage for example they might have to wear a certain kind of kit for performing so like a white shirt for example they have to have like a white bra and they couldn't then find sports bras that fitted and didn't fit their silhouette and there's a lot of the aesthetic side
0: as well. And horse riding or otherwise is it possible that actual sporting performance is also affected by bra design?
1: We've found some evidence of how sports bras effectively can make a difference in terms of performance because it can actually change Again, from a biomechanics perspective, it can change movement patterns. So imagine you've got sort of a woman who's really confident, who's wearing a really highly supported bra, it fits well, and they're just performing, that's great. If then you take that really good bra away and you put them in an everyday bra or kind of low impact, kind of non-supportive bra... There are some changes that we've noticed in terms of how the upper body becomes more restrictive because you're trying to keep that quite still to try to reduce the movement the arms come into the body, the stride isn't as far out as it had been so you're not being maybe as confident, there's some you know, suggestion of more tension so some more muscle activity for example. There are some changes that could then potentially lead to performance detriment so we are really suggesting actually wearing an appropriate sports bra could actually be positive for performance as well.
0: The Women's Euros of 2022 shone a light onto the performance energy and confidence necessary to achieve a winning edge in sport. Jenny has good reason to celebrate the Lionesses' success.
1: It's fantastic about us winning the Euros in such style as well. But for those athletes, it is all about if they're performing at an elite level, they need to be confident and comfortable. And that's down to all of their kit and everything that they do needs to be right. And you always talk about these 1% gains for elite sport, where really small things can make a difference. And I think the fact that bringing education to groups like elite football and elite athletes for the Commonwealth Games as well, for example, by giving them the education... By kind of really looking and potentially prescribing sports bars in some cases where that might suit their sport more and their movement and everything that can just kind of give them that boost. And I think there's more work to be done to really understand what impact that specifically the sports bar might be having. But I think overall, we've seen some really positive feedback so far. And I think there's more we could be doing with all elite athletes.
0: With plenty of shops and specialist brands offering sports bras and claims of sophisticated technology, it's hard to know which one to choose. So what makes a good sports bra, or any bra for that matter?
1: I think one of the difficulties is that there's no kind of international standard, for example, of what a sports bra has to be. So any Shop any brand can say this is a sports bra and market it. So then you get a lot of the fashion retailers marketing sports bras that are effectively crop tops, which for some women, small sort of breast sizes who maybe aren't doing as high impact activities, they can be absolutely great and fine and there's no problem with them. But actually, for a lot of women, they don't have enough support. I think some of the issues around that is price and cost because actually a lot of women may not be able to afford a really good sports bra or they don't want to put the money in like they would do for their running trainers, for example, where they're quite happy to pay quite a lot for their trainers to make sure you know that's a really important piece of kit. If you are going to be doing something that is high intensity, like running, for example, then you need to get it into a changing room before you buy it or when you're at home, you know, before you return it for example and you need to jump around so if you do some star jumps look in the mirror how comfortable is that actually supportive for what you need to do there are other features of sports bars that can be effective for different activities so for example having a higher neckline is beneficial when there's a lot of vertical movement going on so for example for horse riding on a trot when you're up and down and running there's a lot of movement vertically and unfortunately from an aesthetics perspective a lot of sports bars might be promoted with a lower cut because that looks nicer, but you then get a lot of movement at the top of the bra. If you're doing an activity where you've got lots of side-to-side movement, so you're doing netball, you're doing tennis, something like that, then you're looking at having a larger kind of lateral side depth to the bra to help to reduce that side-to-side movement. So it's all about kind of trying to match.
0: Bet you never thought about which direction your boobs move in when you're doing different exercises, but whether you're riding, running, jumping or doing something else altogether... The needs of your bra will vary, and if you're breaking a sweat, the same nuance applies to material.
1: Obviously, you are looking for some moisture wicking benefits as well, and that's got to be quite a key part to that material. And you're looking for material that is going to be quite firm in the underband in particular, because that's where most of the support needs to come from, is underneath the breast. So you are looking for that kind of firmer material I guess around there but then there's also a trade-off with comfort because you want to make sure that the bra is comfortable. I mean bras are <laughs> a very complicated pieces of the kit unfortunately which is what leads to a lot of the confusion.
0: So why is it only now that we've started looking at the science of bra design? It's far from a new invention after all. Jenny reckons this is down to a history of predominantly male biomechanists. Unsurprisingly increasing numbers of women working in this field has led to an increase in seeking solutions for women's problems. I think it's
1: just back to the kind of traditional sort of STEM subjects. It's maths, it's physics, potentially just not a lot of females generally coming in through school and going up through that route. So when you look in the area of biomechanics, and it is changing, there's definitely more females now than there were sort of 15, 20 years ago. But especially, obviously, this project around breast biomechanics was very novel at the time and was obviously then attracting more and more female researchers to get on board, which is fantastic. And we've had several females go through with PhDs from Portsmouth in the area of biomechanics all related to this area, which I think is a great legacy, really, and a great impact on the area as a whole. We know that the menstrual cycle will lead to breast changes and now we're just trying to really investigate that in a lot more detail and try and understand is the impact potentially on the bra being worn and should we have different advice for different stages of the menstrual cycle there's a huge boom in the 70s and 80s to really focus on running trainers the amount of biomechanics that's gone into footwear is huge and that's driven by male biomechanists. effectively the sports bra you know we've come along and when we started in two thousand and five-ish there was three papers I think that had ever been published in the area and they were one in 1980 one in 87 and one in 99 had actually touched on it and gone oh yeah there's something here and then we were so far behind because we've had to develop all the methods to be able to study how the breast moves during activity and it's a soft tissue so you're looking at things in three dimensions it's quite tricky how do we get that method and then applying that to to something useful has been a journey and I think we're in a much better place now in terms of knowledge and there are other research groups producing work which is fantastic and I think that is moving things
0: forward. Jenny's work has continued beyond the world of sport and into the requirements of the police and military Her work has actually helped improve processes for new recruits and level the playing field for the genders.
1: I sort of published a paper last year looking at the British Army and looking at basic training and was looking at how actually there was was a high amount of bra issues being reported and a lot of the girls who were coming, young girls, you know, 17, 18, starting basic training who just either weren't coming with sports bras or were just very unprepared and and they actually, we've worked with the army to now have a bra fit and issue service for all women coming into basic training where they get some advice and they get issued some expensive sports bras effectively, which potentially was a barrier to them having them in the first place, which is brilliant and it's a brilliant step forward. But the research we're doing now is actually trying to understand are those sports bras suitable because they've got very different requirements from an occupational perspective. They're in the bras for a lot longer durations. There might be some thermal issues there. They've got to then have Potentially some interaction with kits, so carrying bergens and body armour and rifles and things. So how can we look at their functional breast support requirements and their education and how will that differ from sport? So I think there's a lot of work's going to be going in that direction moving forwards because I think that's something we haven't really considered so far. And now we've got companies interested in looking at that, which is great.
0: In a world where the market tends to decide where the investment ends up, The last few years has seen markedly more money and attention put into research for sportswomen. Jenny hopes this continues to grow. The
1: research and development going into bras and actually spending money in this area, I think it's going to continue to grow because a lot of young women hopefully will be taking up, you know, more women taking up sport means that there's then the demand there and there'll be more appetite for research.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Life Solved. And thanks to Jenny for her insights into biomechanics research for women. It looks like plenty are set to benefit from these advances in their sport, in the military, or simply in a more comfortable and active daily life. Here's to future research in breast biomechanics and health, as well as future lionesses and many more well-supported sporting wins. If you want to find out more about research at the University of Portsmouth, go to the website port.ac.uk forward slash research. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Life Solved. Catch you then.